Welcome to day 122 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I want to share a highlight from our readings, which can be found in Psalm 106 and 107, with a focus on Psalm 106, verses 19 to 23. The people made a calf at Mount Siri. They bowed before an image made of gold. They traded their glorious God for a statue of a grass-eating bull. They forgot God, their Savior, who had done such great things in Egypt, such wonderful things in the land of Ham, such awesome deeds at the Red Sea, so he declared he would destroy them. But Moses, his chosen one, stepped between the Lord and the people. He begged him to turn from his anger and not destroy them. This Psalm 106 is a really interesting one because it's a recounting of God's graciousness and Israel's disobedience in a lot of ways. And... It's an interesting read because it's a song, right? And sometimes when we're reading these, we forget. These were sung to music. These had purposes to them. And like on Sunday, when we sing our songs of praise or worship, they're meant to remind us of things. Sometimes it's about God's glorious attributes. Sometimes it's about how we can rely on him. Sometimes it's about our need to repent. Sometimes it's about uh, the need to check our sincerity. And in this case, this is a rather long Psalm. In fact, I'm trying to think about if we sung this one to music, it would probably be the whole worship period of our of our Sunday morning, because it's a retelling of such a great amount of of history, um, specifically about the early wanderings of the Israelite people before they they entered the Promised Land and all all the other things. But a couple of things stuck out to me, and one of them was the people made a calf. They bowed before an image made of gold. They traded their glorious God for a statue of a grass-eating bull. And I, I thought about, what do we exchange the glory of God for? I think if we're all searching our hearts and being honest, there are times in our lives where maybe we've put something before God. and Maybe it's family. Maybe it's uh, work. Maybe it's entertainment. Maybe it's ourselves. And nothing should come before God. And sometimes that unsettles people to say, I've got to put God first before everyone and everything. But that's what he asks. He asks to be your first love. And it just got me, once I said, it got me thinking about what do we exchange the glory of God for? Because when you think about the magnitude of who God is and all that he's done and all that he continues to do and then how we'll spend an eternity with him, Everything else in comparison shouldn't measure up. And and here we see that the Israelites had traded the glory of God, who they saw. Remember, they saw and heard his thunderous voice. They saw displays of his power. They knew he was real because he manifested in their world in a very real and tangible way. And they exchanged the awesome might and power of the living God for golden cow. Because anything in contrast to God is going to be a cheapening and a lessening. The only reason why we would want to exchange God's glory for something else is because we can control whatever we exchange God's glory for. Where God's glory is his own. And therefore, all we can do is stand in adoration and worship it. And the only reason we, I shouldn't say should want to change, the only reason that we might ever find ourselves exchanging the glory of God for anything else is because whatever we exchange it for, we can control. 
And so to worship God in spirit and truth is an abandonment of our right for control. And this is a hard one, folks. This is a hard one for me. I like to be in control. I like to drive. I like to pick the music. I like to pick the TV show or movie if we're watching it. I don't always do these things. But I'm saying my default is to want to be in control of things. And with God, when we acknowledge him for all that he is, we have to surrender control. The other verse that really hit me, and man, oh man, it was just, it was 23. He declared he would destroy them, but Moses, his chosen one, stepped between the Lord and the people, and he begged him to turn from his anger and not destroy them. And when we were reading this, I remember going, wow, this is the same Moses who didn't want to lead the people at all and kept saying, God, send someone else. I'm not qualified. And to read in this is in this verse that Moses, you know, uh, another translation will say, stood in the breach. There is power in our prayers. There is power. God hears us. This is an illustration. The story is a reminder that God is actually in relationship with us. While he is 100% in control, when we make our requests known to him, if they're God-honoring requests, if they're in alignment with what he would prefer, what his will is, he hears. He responds. Now, Moses was an incredibly righteous man, and he knew. He knew probably what he could and could not ask God to do. But God listened. God heard him. God worked in relationship with him. Guys, we've got to be giving God way more. He has control, and yet he invites us into a relationship where we can talk to him. May you be encouraged by the word and built up in spirit. Thank you so much for joining me today. Join us tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, be blessed.